0: Welcome to Bible Bash, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this latest episode as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: On this episode of Bible Bash, we'll be continuing our discussion, How Can I Change? In order to do that, we're going to talk about the importance of understanding how sanctification works. Now, uh, there are many errors that happen as it relates to individuals who are attempting to pursue, in some sense, biblical change. And and, and a lot of those errors are related to an individual's understanding about the relationship between justification and sanctification. And so it's somewhat helpful to try to define these terms and talk about the differences and how these terms actually operate. And then talk about some errors that are related to uh, the nature of biblical change or pursuing biblical change or sanctification uh, that seem to crop up as it relates to confusion of these different categories. Uh, so if these terms are somewhat unfamiliar to you then just simply listen to the episode a few times in a row and I'm sure that uh, they'll begin to crystallize in your mind. Now, justification is what you might describe as a a monergistic work of God, meaning it's a work solely of God. So, uh, you know, human beings don't have any part to play in justification. Justification is essentially a courtroom term where an individual is declared to be not guilty on the basis of what jesus christ has done for them on the cross uh, so justification involves what you might describe as the imputation of an alien righteousness or a righteousness outside of ourself uh, that is uh, the righteousness of christ attributed to the sinner as a free gift on the basis of what jesus did so if you think they a courtroom analogy uh, you know all human beings essentially enter into the world owing an astronomical debt of sin that they can never pay. And so you can imagine yourself in the courtroom and you deserve a guilty verdict and you deserve uh, a a guilty sentence. Uh, But then, you know, if Jesus were to come in and he were to pay your debt, then God could declare you to be not guilty, uh, not on the basis of anything that you did, but on the basis of something that Jesus did. So that declaration of not guilty, that legal declaration of what you might describe as a righteousness outside of yourself or an alien righteousness, that's given as a free gift. And there's nothing you can do to earn that in any way. Uh, If there was some way that you could earn that declaration not guilty, then you would have some sort of work salvation system that you have adopted at that point. But that legal declaration is basically uh, an act of unmerited favor or grace that's shown to an individual whereby God determined to declare him not guilty on the basis, not of what they've done, but on the basis of what Jesus did. So justification is solely an act of God. It has nothing, like the not guilty verdict has nothing to do with man whatsoever at all. Like we can't do anything to contribute to that. We have no part to play in that. That's all something that God freely chooses to do of his own sovereign grace and initiative having nothing to do with us at all. Now, as it relates to sanctification, sanctification is not simply a monergistic work of god it is a work of god but it's not a monergistic work of god meaning sanctification is a work of god and a work of man so it's a dual work in that way meaning there is a part that we have to play in sanctification Uh, so philippians 2 12-13 tells us therefore my beloved uh, as you've always obeyed so now Uh, Not only as in my presence, but also in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Uh, So in this kind of passage, one of the things that you see is that there is this expectation that the individual puts work or effort into his salvation or sanctification at that point. Uh, and he's doing so, it's a dependent work. He, he is working on the basis of what God has done. So God is at work in the individual, both to will and to do according to his pleasure. God's given the individual resources. He's given uh, the individual every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He's put his Holy Spirit as a down payment inside of him. Uh, God has started a process. So uh, uh, the Bible will tell us that God has. Be- we are confident that God began a good work in us and he'll be faithful to complete that work. But then on the basis of that work that God has done, we are to work ourselves in terms of work to pursue biblical change with the resources and uh, the uh, things that God has, all the blessings that God has given us in that kind of way. So when you think about sanctification, sanctification is a dual work. It's a dirt work of God and man. Now, uh, when you're talking about sanctification, there's obviously three different aspects of sanctification that you may or may not be aware of. Uh, there's what you might be Uh, you might describe as positional sanctification. Uh, Positional sanctification is sanctification that happens at the moment of justification or synonymous with justification. Meaning when uh, Jesus Christ, when God declares you to be not guilty on the basis of what Jesus did, you're also declared to be holy, meaning you're uh, devoted to especially to God's service in that way so you are declared to be holy or a saint like sainthood is not something as the Catholic Church tells us that you have to earn over time through you know super erogatory acts and all that like uh, sanctification positional sanctification is a you know a declaration itself that you are instantaneously declared to be holy you're devoted to God's purposes uh, so you have positional sanctification then you have what you might describe as Progressive sanctification. And progressive sanctification is the process of an individual b- believer being conformed over the course of their life to the image of Christ, meaning, uh, you know, God has started a good work in them at justification. He'll be faithful to complete that work at the end, meaning either death or when Jesus Christ returns. Uh, So progressive sanctification is the process of being conformed to God's image over the course of our life. And most naturally, when you talk about sanctification, what you're actually talking about is progressive sanctification in that way. And then you have what you might describe as perfected sanctification, if you want to stick to the alliteration, uh, or (laughs) final sanctification, which we describe as glorification. Uh, So once we die, that work that God has begun, it will be finally completed. So when we see him, we know that we will be like him. Uh, so whatever remaining sin that's in our heart and in our life will be fundamentally gone we won't have to worry about any, that anymore and that is a day that we should all long for the day when we <laughs> finally experience uh, the blessing of glorification you know i know personally i can't wait to not have to ever think about you know this sin that's in my heart anymore and how to get rid of it uh, with god's help and by his grace and for his glory and everything else so um, there is a day coming when we'll all be perfected and not have to worry about sanctification at all but as we're talking about sanctification, one of the things to realize is that most naturally we're talking about that middle aspect of progressive sanctification, which is different from justification, meaning progressive sanctification is a work of God and man. Now, uh, there are errors that re- are related to this point, and there are many churches that are producing these kind of errors, and it's important to try to have some sort of theological discussion along these lines to, to talk through some of the errors that... Uh, individuals are having at this point now uh, there are what you might describe as two different extremes uh, as it relates to sanctification uh, that you could talk about that you want to try to avoid Uh, so there is what you might describe as the let go let god approach to sanctification and then on the other end of that you might have what you might uh, call the god helps those who help themselves approach to sanctification now the let go let god approach to sanctification is probably the most common perspective of how sanctification works that's wrong um, i like to call it the carry underwood approach to sanctification is the jesus take the wheel approach essentially to sanctification and essentially the way that works is an individual is uh, basically thinks of sanctification as something that god has to do totally so uh, this can happen in a variety of forms uh, you know, you can. This can take on different forms, like this, but it's essentially an error that believes that an individual in the sanctification process is entirely passive. Uh, so, uh, there's a variety of ways that this can show up. I've counseled at churches before that, essentially, uh, big churches, charismatic mega churches. I've been, you know, involved in counseling some of their members and. You know, it's very common in like in uh, these kind of churches to have a second blessing kind of theology of sanctification, or to have this uh, perspective, that, like. What needs to happen in order for an individual to get rid of sin in their life is that God has to uniquely give them some sort of second blessing in their life where they, you know, achieve some, you know, super spiritual state uh, to where they, you know, enter into this realm of being totally surrendered to the purposes of God. And so if you ever hear a pastor talking about, you know, are you totally surrendered to God? Have you gotten to that point where you're totally surrendered? He's talking about getting to some point in the Christian life, having maybe having some sort of second blessing, as the charismatics tell us. Um, so not just the blessing, first blessing of of being justified, but some sort of second blessing where you you, know, you reach some kind of super Saiyan status. <laughs> Uh, of uh, holiness to where now you no longer have to struggle with sin anymore. And in that way, essentially what you're waiting on is for God to do some kind of extra supernatural work in your life to where he's going to completely and totally you know take the sin away from you. So uh, there are individuals who have like a Christian perfectionism that's attached to that where they they have some sort of um, expectation that in this life God will completely and totally take away all their sin in some way. Uh, but uh they could they can have the christian perfectionism or it could just be your standard fair you know like i uh, God you're just gonna have to take away the alcohol and until you take it away I'm just gonna have to drink it you know it's that kind of thing uh, and, and so you know that it can take that form it can take deliverance ministry forms where everything's blamed on demons and and you know you have the demon of depression in your heart and someone's gonna you know practice some sort of deliverance ministry on you where essentially you're entirely passive in the process they're going to smack you in the head maybe uh, speak some um, uh, nonsense syllables gibberish over your head and in hopes the demon will come out so that you can be sanctified but this can take many different forms as the point but essentially it's just a passive approach to sanctification it's basically to say that if you're going to be holy if you're going to get rid of sin in your life then god has to do some kind of extra special work whether it's, you know, casting out the demon of despair or, you know, experiencing that second blessing or whatever else, but God's gonna have to do something. He's just gonna have to take the sin away. Apart from any effort or work on your part whatsoever, so that's an error on the one side that you like, one side of the ditch you might want to avoid, if you want to actually make any progress in sanctification and on Lord, then you need to avoid that error. But then the error on the other side is what I describe as the "God helps those who help themselves" kind of error, and that's essentially, I mean, like what that saying essentially is, um, you know, God essentially is kind of a deistic god he's out there he's you know watching you know maybe kindly old grandfather kind of god but uh, you know his method of helping us is just to basically tell us to take responsibility and you know if it's to be it's up to us and all that sees a moment and and everything else and he's he's just not going to do anything so he's not going to actively interact in the world in that way in order to help you at all it's all up to you Now, that can happen for a variety of reasons that are theological or whatever. But like the basic point of that kind of position is to say that God, I mean, you know, your obedience, God has really nothing to do with your obedience whatsoever. Like if God expects you to obey, you're responsible to obey and you better get to it and he's not going to help you. And, you know, if you fail to obey, then you can't really blame Him for it. It's just all on you. Now, I mean, it's obviously true that if you fail to obey, you can't blame Him for that. But it's not obviously true that God plays no part in the work of sanctification. So, you know, it's not true that, like, God simply just helps those who help themselves. There there are times, certainly, where, you know, God wants us to uh, take responsible actions and But the problem is that He's at work within our hearts in order to help us to make those responsible actions. And so there's no... uh, I mean, sanctification is not solely a work of man. It's a work of God and a work of man. And it's what you might describe as a dependent work. It's a dependent work. We work on the basis of God's work. We work in dependence on God's work. We work trusting in the fact of God's work. We walk by faith trusting in the promises of God that He fundamentally has declared us to be... uh, not guilty and not only that he's declared us to be holy and not only that he set us free from the penalty of sin and not only the penalty of sin but the power of sin in our own life and so as we're you know working out our own salvation with fear and trembling we do so on the basis of what jesus did for us god who's at work uh, in us, but the will to do according to His good pleasure. Sanctification is a dependent work. It's, it's, a, it's the kind of work that we uh, work out by faith, trusting in the promises of God that fundamentally I no longer have to be a slave to sin, but God has put His Holy Spirit inside of me. He has started a process of progressively changing my desires uh, to honor Him, and I'm working in dependence on that work. And so, uh, one of the things you have to do is you have to think you know, if you actually want to pursue biblical change, avoid these two ditches. You know, on the one hand, you need to avoid the you know Carry Underwood approach that you know God's just going to have to zap me with some kind of supernatural lightning bolt and you know do all the obeying for me. And on the other hand, like at the other end of it, it's just God's passive; he's you know up there watching you know, just as sad about our sin as we are and just waiting for us to make that right decision all on the basis of our own autonomous... You know free wills and everything else, and so like the issue is like biblical sanctification. It's a dependent work. Like we work on the basis of what God does, but then because it's work, what that means is that real biblical change is going to be specific. Uh, meaning, it is actually going to require work. It is actually going to require effort. It is actually going to require us to obey. And, and and it is very true that God isn't going to obey for us. He will help us obey. It's the error on the one end is to say that if, if we're going to obey, it's all up to us. No, he'll help us to obey, but he's not going to obey for us. Uh, meaning we actually do have to obey. We do actually have to trust in the promises of God. And we do have to actually do the kind of things that we're going to talk about in the course of this study in general that will help um, uh, um help us to pursue the biblical change that god wants us to pursue but uh, for the purposes of this episode if we're going to pursue biblical change we need to understand how biblical change works and that means reject you know a uh, perspective of sanctification that essentially says that you know it's all god or it's either all us and realize that sanctification unlike justification is a dual work of both god and man
0: this has been another episode of bible bashed we hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.